7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and good evening, and thanks for staying with us um, on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On. It is uh, going to be a busy show tonight. We'll try and get through as much as we can. We are going to be speaking to Cricket SA shortly about their decision to amend the Constitution and extend the term of President Chris Nenzani for another year. What this means is that Mr. Nenzani will become the longest-serving president then because no one has served seven years before the term is a six. Cricket SA says that it's a unanimous decision we are fully confident in the leadership we have they have led well and the results and outcomes have been pretty good so the CEO Mr. Tabang Mura will explain uh, this to us uh, there was a um, meeting over the weekend and uh, this was announced this past weekend if you missed it and uh, then there is one interview that I'm looking forward to tonight it's with a 14 year old rising star that is playing in the National Women's Football League for Bloemfontein Celtic Ladies she also scored over the weekend in their 6-0 win over the Durban ladies. We've actually been meaning to speak to her for some time now and uh, we finally managed to get hold of her and uh, thank you to the club for giving us permission. That's Bloemfontein Celtic. She is only 14, folks, as I mentioned. Her name is Kanelelo Taiwe and she is playing first team football for Bloemfontein Celtic ladies and uh, if you did watch uh, the uh, women's uh, league match over the weekend uh, you would have seen uh, if you watch Soccer Zone the highlights last night a goal was on uh, Soccer Zone there last night what an incredible uh, story to tell this of a 14 year old playing in the National Women's League so we'll also uh, speak to Kanalelo Taiwa and I think it also gives us an opportunity to find out more about uh, Bloemfontein uh, Celtic uh, ladies their big name in women's football in the country so we'll find out more about uh, this club its objectives and of course how they view their uh, national uh, women's league that is underway now it is the second round so we'll also speak to the founder of the team and the current coach of the team uh, coach Edwin Edison of the Bloemfontein Celtic ladies uh, but up next we're going to speak to the CEO of Cricket SA Mr. Tabang Morwe if you want to weigh in on any of our conversations our lines are open on 0891 uh, our SMS line is 41391. We do take voice notes on WhatsApp on 061 I'll repeat that. 061 That's where we take the voice notes. We are also on social media using the hashtag SAFM uh, spot on. And let me tell you that our under 23s, the football team has qualified for their under 23 AFCON to be played in Egypt later this year. Uh, they drew nil-nil with uh, Zimbabwe today in their second leg of their AFCON Olympic qualifier. So what that means is that they win the tie 5-0 on aggregate. And then how's this? Kama Billiard scoring an injury time winner for Zimbabwe against Somalia today. They were playing those um, 2022 FIFA World Cup qualifiers and... Um, Somalia won the first leg 1-0 so they were playing in Harare today and uh, Zimbabwe went up 1-0 and then Marshall Munetzi I think scored the goal and then it was Somalia 1-1 with 4 minutes left and Somalia was going through Zimbabwe went 2-1 up still Somalia was going through and then came that man from Kaiser Chiefs Kamabiliat with a customary Kamabiliat goal there so Zimbabwe win that match 3-1 and they win 3-2 on aggregate so they go through then to the group stages now of qualifying for the FIFA World Cup. There'll be 40 teams in a 10 groups of four and then the group winners from that round will then go into a home and away tie uh, and then the top and then the, the five winners will qualify for the 2022 uh, FIFA World Cup.
Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So let's now speak to the CEO of Cricket SA, Mr. Tabang Morue. After Cricket SA's annual AGM, uh, they took a decision to extend the president's uh, uh, tenure for another year, extending his reign to seven years now, having first taken the reins in 2013. Uh, CEO, good evening and thanks for being available to speak to us tonight. Good evening, Tabiso, and your listeners, and it's a pleasure, my brother. Firstly, uh, you did uh, send out a statement this past weekend condemning the, the attacks that have been taking place in the country over the past few days. Why did the USCSA feel the need to add your voice here? I think, um, you know, as uh, Cricket South Africa, first of all, one would like to reiterate the fact that we are a, you know, sports uh, federation, and having said that, um, you know, we do have an obligation and duty to unify not only uh, you know south african citizens but essentially all africans and uh, you know all people of the world through sport and that is um, you know a task that was given to us uh, people who are in charge of federations by the late father of our nation dr nelson mandela so it's very important that we people who are sitting in these seats as far as sporting federations are concerned use the little power that we have in you know voicing out our you know, concern in terms of how the country is uh, going and, uh, you know, our behavior as fellow South Africans and, uh, you know, to try and unify people, so to speak. And not only that, CEO, you also added your voice to uh, the, the, the to the gender-based violence that's been happening and you're saying you're deeply concerned and a lot of people have been saying that sport is missing in this debate. They're only commenting on the xenophobic attacks. Yeah, so we did. We, we, we also voiced our opinion as far as our concern, so to speak, as far as, you know, femicide is concerned, you know, there's this gender-based violence that seems to be so rife in our country. And I think uh, we've got uh, the highest mortality rate as far as uh, femicide is concerned in the world. So it's a serious concern for us as Cricket South Africa. And, you know, as a federation that's really priding itself in terms of the work that we're doing for women, although we're not yet anywhere close to the targets that we've set ourselves. It, it's really worrying that uh, we as South African men are not out there trying to protect our fellow mothers, our sisters, you know, our aunts and gogos out there and making sure that they are safe and that we are the ones who are putting them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk to the other matter then, uh, the, the, the the extension of the president's tenure there. And um, let's just clear the issue around the term president firstly. Is it fair to say that six years is the maximum a president can serve or has served previously? Uh, as far as our MOI is concerned, it says that, uh, you know, a board chairperson can serve a maximum uh, you know period of six years, which is two terms of uh, three years each. So uh, Mr. Nanzani has served those um, six years now, uh, but last year, at last year's AGM, uh, at last year's transformation in Daba, rather, our members then um, said they were they were concerned in terms of the changes that were coming to cricket in its entirety, not only on the playing field, but administratively as well, and uh, they then made a recommendation to extend the president's tenure by another year. So this proposal was already put on the table at last year's um, transformation in Daba, uh, to which uh, the president had said that he would like to you know, apply his mind uh, as far as this uh, request is concerned. So this is not even something that he would have suggested himself. It was uh, the membership of Cricket South Africa. 
So um, at the beginning of this year, he then said he has applied his mind and uh, he wouldn't mind serving another year to assist Cricket South Africa in finding stability and, you know, navigating our way through these um, troubled waters. And then he can then, um, you know, say his goodbyes as far as cricket in South Africa, or at least at this level is concerned, because one would like to think he'll never leave cricket. So does it mean you had to amend the constitution and how does that process work? Yes, it means that, uh, you know, this provision needed to be catered for as far as our constitution is concerned. And how it works is that, um, so members will, will, will say this is what we would like to achieve as members. Mm-hmm. And then we, from a management point of view, would then draft a policy that speaks to, 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 to that task or to that goal. And then our members, we will then forward that policy to the members for them to have a look in terms of how it's written, to say if they're happy or not, if there's any um, additions or subscriptions they'd like to make to this policy. And then if we have them go ahead, we then put this forward at an AGM, and then at the AGM, the members then uh, ratify or they vote for it to say, listen, we would like to incorporate this into our MOI so we can move forward. And for that to happen, we need, I think, a majority of 50 plus 1% of votes uh, for this resolution to be carried forward and then for management to make changes in the MOI. So as far as the voting is concerned, it was a unanimous decision. It means all presidents in the country decided that this is a move that they want to support. Mm. And on top of it being a unanimous decision, CSA also said that the results and the outcomes have been pretty good. What is leadership judged on? What are these results and outcomes? So, I mean, part of it is finances. So for this year, we uh, focused, uh, we, we had forecasted losses of just under 400 million, um, you know, but um, due to, you know, the, 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 the way we've, we, the, the prudent way we've run the financials of the company, as well as a favorable um, uh, forex exchange gains, we, 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 we came at uh, just over 200 million. So uh, and then and then you would look at governance issues. So from a governance point of view, you would look at how the board has conducted itself. So you would look at how the chairperson has been running the board. You would look at how he has been running the shareholders council, which is what we call the members council. And then you would look at essentially his decision making over certain matters that would have been put in front of him to make on behalf of the members or the board itself you know, the guidance that he would be given to the organization from a management point of view, and essentially his contribution as far as International Cricket Council is concerned. So there's a lot of things that, that, that we look at. We look at, uh, you know, stakeholder engagement in terms of our relationship with government and various other stakeholders like Joseph Cork and so forth. So essentially that's, that's like trying to paint an overall picture of how we look at a board and how we look at a board chairperson for us to determine that she or she has been good for cricket South Africa. After the World Cup, there were a lot of calls for the president to go because the team had performed poorly. Uh, does team performance not count? Team performances don't really co- haven't really counted much in the past. And the reason why team performances haven't counted much in the past is because of the muddied waters. Uh, that we were operating under, if one may put it that way. You know, so in the team itself, you had positions which would be filled by the board. You had positions which would be filled by management or the CEO of the organization. And over and above that, you had positions that would be filled by the coach. Mm. 
So, so that causes confusion as far as structure is concerned. And as that, there is hardly a way in which you can measure how to get accountability for performances if you're going to have so many people making different appointments for one structure. Uh, you also mentioned... Yes? If things don't work out, Amrena, it's that who do you blame? Do you blame the appointment made by the CEO? Do you, made, do you blame the fact that there was an appointment made by the board? Do you blame appointments made by the coach? So that's why we've come up with this new structure so that there is a clear line of sight and it's very easy to hold one person or the board itself accountable. Before I go to the voice note, you also said that uh, it's important to keep the organization stable as it, as it attempts to restructure with fundamental changes. What are these fundamental changes taking place at CSA? So, I mean, we've introduced a new structure as far as the men's team is concerned. Um, obviously, the changes as far as women's team is concerned will follow at a later stage. Um, you know, so we've, we're going through an organizational design where we're really, um, you know, redesigning the organogram and, um, you know, making sure that the organization in itself, from an operations point of view, is fit for purpose and it's agile and we're quick to respond, quick to respond rather, uh, to situations and can make decisions as and when it's needed. Um, and then secondly, it's this uh, domestic restructure that we're speaking about in terms of, you know, doing away with the franchise system and going back to the provincial route. So those, just to name a few, are some of the changes that we're going through uh, as far as Cricket South Africa is concerned. And um, the members felt that it was important to have our president continue for another year so that he can see through these changes. Okay, if you've just joined us, we are talking to the CEO of Cricket SA, Mr. Tabang Moro, just about the decision to extend uh, President Chris Nenzani's tenure by another year and also amend uh, the constitution. And if you want to weigh in on our conversation, the lines are open on 0891 uh, 104-207. Uh, SMS line is 41391. We've got a v- voice note on WhatsApp that's come through on 061-4104-107. Let's listen to that. Uh, very good evening to you. You know, South African sports administrators amaze me. You know, the cricket team, the soccer team, they remain with the same old leaders. And yet they are to say that we are heading in the right direction. We are looking at success. What success have we had with football with the same administrators? Now with cricket, what success have we really had? And they still maintain the same old administrators and leaders. It's time for a change. When are we really going to see? Okay, thanks for that voice note. I just want to take a quick break. We'll get to the CEO to respond to that. Still talking to the CEO of Cricket SA. There was a voice note there, CEO, complaining about uh, the leadership being too old, but I'm not sure if he's referring to you because you're not that old, are you? (laughs) He might be referring to me, (laughs) (laughs) given, given, you know, the fact that I've been around for a while as well. Um, But no, 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 I don't think I am that old. Um, You know, and again, I'm not sure how to answer this because I have already answered it Mm. in a sense that, um, you know, Mr. Menzani has served two terms, which is what was uh, legally permissible as far as our MOI is concerned. And nothing was essentially stopping our members from saying, we want you to stay for another term, which which would have made it nine years. But our members then said, listen, because the changes that we you, we want you to see us through are fairly short-term based, and we have quite you know a lot of confidence in you as our president in delivering what we're asking for. So therefore, we're only going to extend your term by another year. So 
really it's an it's essentially the entire country if you look at who is running cricket who decided that this is the route that they want to go so you know had there been a different voice I can honestly prom, um, you know, say that Mr. Nenzani would have said, listen, I don't want to cause any problems, so I'm much more happy to step down. So this was an entire membership of Cricket South Africa asking the president to stay. Okay, let's go to the other voice note. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the CEO, Mr. Tabang Murray, speaking to Libra here in East London. I would like to ask uh, the issue of the Future Tours program and the newly, um, you know, inaugurated ICC Test Championship, uh, because I don't think that this uh, Test Championship will be financially viable to Cricket South Africa, because you will find that uh, other nations are playing five Test matches, four Test matches. I want to ask why is that South Africa is only playing three uh, Test matches against the likes of India, England, and Australia, and not four to five? test matches like other nations uh, because uh, the test matches are dropping for South Africa. Why is that? Why can't we play five? Okay, thanks uh, for that. I'm sure you got that CEO, but I think there is a four test match series against um, England, but I'll let you answer that. Yeah, yeah, it is a four test match series against uh, England and uh, the test series will change from one member to the other um, mostly influenced by the commercials from a broadcast point of view. Uh, so it's really very difficult to, to answer that question, but it's really not um, a statement of Cricket South Africa not fighting or a blame on the ICC. It's also purely based on how we negotiate uh, between ourselves and other member countries, you know, the content amongst ourselves. And what do you make of this test championship? Are you happy? Do you support it like everybody else seems to have around the world that after two years they'll finally uh, be uh, the best team in the world, best test team? Yeah, look, Tom, so I think, um, you know, to be quite honest, uh, as, as Cricket South Africa, we've already sent out our own statement saying that we do uh, support the test championship. Um, however, we do feel that there, 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 there was a much better option on the table uh, but unfortunately, you know, I came in uh, into the operations of Cricket South Africa and to represent them at ICC level when the talks were really, you know, uh, um, uh, in, in an advanced stage where members were essentially deciding on which route to go. So um, I came in at the 11th hour and I couldn't, uh, you know, hold everybody else back uh, with regards to what my thinking was. So I had to support, you know, the entire membership in terms of the decision that they made. So we we in it as well as Cricket South Africa. We supporting the ICC in this, um, and as 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 we've um, you know been saying all along, after two years the Test Championship will be reviewed and will make decisions in terms of has it worked for us, has it not worked for us, and we'll have you know specific criteria that we'll use to judge this, uh, whether it's the commercials, it's the contest and the context and so forth. So there's various criteria that we can use to judge if the Test Championship has worked or not. But we can only do so uh, two years from now. Let's go back to Cricket SA. Uh, we mentioned that you mentioned the financial statement reporting a loss of $200 million for the year. I'm not sure how you look at it considering that the projected loss was $222 million. Uh, so that's 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 how much we lost. What yeah. we lost was uh, 222, but what we had uh, forecasted was uh, just under 400 million. Uh-huh. Um, and and the reason the reason why this this picture times was because we work on a four year um, cycle. So when we look at our budget, we work on a four year cycle, and that four year cycle is more often than not tied to a World Cup cycle. 
So what happens is that we've got some good years and then we've got some bad years. So tying these good years together with the bad years helps us from a budgeting point of view because then we are able to budget um, and, 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 and essentially um, reserve, uh, have a, we have a very good reserve policy and, 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 and put some money in our reserves so that when the bad years come, we as Cricket South Africa are able to afford those bad years without necessarily impacting on our cricket programs. Because remember, most of this money comes purely from the professional side of things, but more than half of it is used for grassroots. So, so, so to make sure that we don't hurt our grassroots program, we budget on this four-year uh, cycle. And as I said, in that cycle, you'll have some bad years and you'll have some good years. But then we use the spillover, if I may put it that way, from the good years to cushion the blows as far as the bad years are concerned. So there are years where we will, re- we will report some losses and there are years where we will, re- where we will report some significant profits. So you know- we don't look at the profits in isolation. Okay. It was also highlighted that CSA still has a cash balance of 349 million, reserves of more than 850 million. Is that a comfortable position to be in? Yes, it's a very comfortable position for us to be in. So essentially, if you look at that picture, it tells you that uh, as Cricket South Africa is still in a very healthy position, uh, we're still pretty much comfortable for one, can argue that for, for the next two to three years, we're very comfortable at Cricket South Africa. Obviously, we've got quite a few, um, you know, commercial deals uh, that are due for renewals. Uh, we will be uh, sitting with our various partners in negotiating these renewals, which will then also then, uh, you know, post post those negotiations, which will also tell us what the future will look like for us, you know, two years from now on and so forth. So how do you respond to those who are writing every day saying that Cricket South Africa is broke? Well, I think it's people who really have an agenda, um, and they are pushing a specific uh, theme, you know. Um, uh, they have a different set of, um, I don't know, thinking, if I may put it the way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly speaking, Cricket South Africa is not broke. Uh, we are fine. Our auditors have gone through our financials. They've given us their audit uh, opinion. Uh, we still are going concerned. So as an organization, we continue to govern ourselves very well without any um, interference, so to speak. So I'm not sure why people are adamant in painting a picture of Cricket South Africa being broke when you have a reputable company like PwC who can attest and testify that, you know, Cricket South Africa is a going concern and we're in a healthy position. And um, just as we wrap up now, uh, see, oh, the Mzansa Super League is coming back again this year, 2.0. What lessons do you take from the first a- edition and what are the expectations this year? Yes, uh, so this year we're going ahead with the second edition of the Mzansi League. Um, and as far as uh, lessons learned, um, one would uh, want to immediately highlight, you know, um, running things smoothly um, this year. Uh, we were pressed for time last year, so needless to say that there are a few things that were, you know, glaring out there in terms of mistakes that we made, uh, whether it be, you know, with regards to uh, production of kit, whether it was uh, production on TV, um, you know, in terms of how signage was in the stadia, um, the fact that we couldn't have as many, um, you know, fans in the stadiums as we would have liked to have. So to have had at that time. So those are some of the few things 
um, you know, at the top of my mind that I think we'd like to work on. Um, you know, the communication around the league, the marketing, um, you know, uh, strategy, uh, we would like to execute it a little bit better. So those, just to name a few things, those are the things that we want to work on. Uh, but as far as the cricket is concerned, cricket is always going to take care of itself. So I'm just looking forward to more exciting fun-filled cricket. Um, we want it to be, you know, louder than it was last year. We want to be brighter than it was. We want as much color in the stadium. And we want to bring more entertainment and just make it a, 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 a month-long bash for South Africa as a whole. Finally, just back to the politics here. Um, you were also accused of interference as far as uh, what's happening at the Gauteng Cricket Board with the new board supposed to be elected in the AGM. Where is that matter now? What's the latest there? Uh, it's, it's Again, it's another one which is uh, rather unfortunate uh, because, you know, the, the, the journalists that, um, you know, wrote uh, that story of um, myself interfering in the affairs of, uh, you know, the central routing lines yeah. matters, uh, didn't bother to ask to get South Africa for a comment or me directly for that matter. So what happened was uh, the board of uh, the central routing lines wrote to me and asked me if I could help them in, the, you know, um, recruiting a CEO which would uh, replace uh, the now retiring Greg Fredericks. Mm. So what they did was by themselves, obviously advertised the position, got in the CVs, um, did the shortlisting on their own, and then I just came in to essentially interview. Um, I gave my opinion as far as interviews are concerned, then did their own shortlist, and then uh, they invited uh, the candidates for a second round of interviews, which I wasn't part of, Mm -hmm. and then the board then made its decision in terms of who they want to um, employ. So I'm not sure where interference would be as far as my involvement in that process is concerned. That's something that still baffles me as well. So are you able to share with us where is the matter? Did the AGM happen now or do they have to wait now for Judge Piers Langer to look back at those recommendations that were that were made a couple of years ago? I'm sorry, Judge Ngwebe to look back at those recommendations that were made a couple of years ago by Judge Langer. Yeah, so as far as uh, the AGM is concerned, they postponed their AGM um, because they couldn't reach agreement. So they have a meeting scheduled with uh, Judge Mwepe next week who will be assisting them as far as the review process and way forward is concerned. So they themselves will sit with Judge Mwepe and then they will, um, you know, look, do a review in terms of where we've come from uh, first of all, it's what was um, essentially, you know, given to us to execute. Have we executed it? Um, what's still missing? What needs to be done? Has everything been done? So how do we then move forward? And then they will, together with the judge, um, you know, describe how they move forward. And then really it's, it's for them to decide how they want to go. So there's really no interference, as we say, as far as cricket South Africa's involvement is concerned. What we are saying from the Cricket South Africa point of view is that there are key transformational imperatives that Central Houghton Lions needed to have achieved, mm-hmm. you know, which were set out in the Langa document. What we were asking is, have you, have you gone out there and achieved these set targets that were put by or recommended, recommended to you by Judge Pius, the late Judge Pius Langa? And how can we measure that 
you have actually gone out there and, 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 and you know, satisfied yourself in terms of achieving these recommendations. And on our end, at Cricket South Africa, we didn't have a document that speaks to, you know, the central helping land guys achieving these recommendations. So we then said, listen, because you were put under administration by us as Cricket South Africa, and it is our administration, um, our arbitrator, rather, Judge Paislanga, who put these recommendations on the table. So essentially, it means the Langa document is a document that belongs to Cricket South Africa. So for us to be happy as a, as a, as a, as a, as a mother body, we want you guys to go through a review process. So review that you have achieved everything that you had set out to, and then if you have, then you can move on as you please, so to speak. Okay, no, I think it's for us to catch up there with the people at Gauteng uh, Cricket just to get more on that. But thank you uh, for the insight, uh, pre- uh, CEO Tabang Muren. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. No, it's a pleasure, Tabiso. So there you have it. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. There's the explanation then on why they've decided to extend uh, the term of President Chris Nenzani for another year. It was a unanimous uh, decision. They need him to stabilize uh, Cricket SA with the fundamental changes that are happening in the restructuring of the domestic game. Up next, we're going to speak to our rising star, 14-year-old Kanalelo Taiwa, Taiwa, who plays for Bloemfontein Celtic Ladies in the National Women's League. And I tweeted before we went on on the show that we're going to be speaking to her and i'm very surprised that a lot of people know about her and there's so much reaction on social media and i'll read her that reaction when we speak to her after this break